When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We were not very close friends until I think Sophomore. my personality started to change a bit. And mm-hmm. I, I started having different priorities and focuses in life that more aligned with you. And you were a better influence on me. And that's when we started to become friends. That was slightly nice, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like end of sophomore year we started, like that was when we became friends, friends. Yeah. Actually hanging out. That's when we shared our bracelets back and forth. Our friendship bracelets. Our what? Our friendship bracelets. Say it again. Our friendship bracelets. <laughs> You're going to get there eventually. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> I think uh, the last book I maybe like cried over. We're about to open Pandora's box and you're going to wish we kept that box closed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another two to ramble episode. I'm your host, Austin. And I'm Richard. And not this isn't just a normal intro for Richard. You're not just Richard. This video is about Richard, the inner mechanisms of Richard. We are doing an in-depth psycho analyst of your mind of everything you've ever done in your childhood we're gonna get personal we're gonna get really parasocial in this oh yeah if people thought they knew richard just wait till you found out (laughs) (laughs) we're about to open pandora's box and you're gonna wish we kept that box closed (laughs) hey if you've been complaining about our book reviews here you go (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is a little bit of a you know we've done a q a before we're Mm -hmm. we're diving more into the hey who is richard really i'm curious you're a closed wall sometimes to me. I love how you get to plan these things. That way you can make me do the more open, embarrassing thing, and you get to just stay back and edit video. Well, Rich, guess what? If this does well, we'll we'll do my personality test, but we don't really want to go there. I don't oh, okay, think... I see it. We're testing it on me. Yeah. I'm the test dummy. <laughs> I understand. You're the guinea pig. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> so this personality test, if people aren't familiar, you know what mm-hmm. the kids call this nowadays? It's called uh, crack. Nope, nope. Uh, it's actually called the Myers Briggs test. Oh, okay. This I'm on six different kids. <laughs> <laughs> we hung out with different people. Different people. This is 16personalities.com. How this works if people aren't familiar, and you're familiar, right, Rich? You know this thing. Yeah. So it's you have a personality where you answer a bunch of different questions, and that's how we'll get to know Rich. And you come out with a four-letter acronym, a four-letter personality where it's your extroverted or introverted you're judging or thinking and it explains what that is when your test results come so i'm going to ask you question by question about you oh wonderful and here's how the test works okay mm-hmm. there's a scale where you can either say you're neutral which don't say neutral a lot but there's a neutral response in the middle and then there's a slightly 
moderately or strongly agree, and I slightly, moderately, strongly disagree with the statement. So it's essentially a seven-point scale with a neutral and slightly, moderately, strongly on both sides. I get it. You know, I'm following. <laughs> you know, sometimes I don't get things that I, I'm explaining it like someone would explain to me. I like to really, really reduce oh, things down. Oh, I understand. All right. So uh, <laughs> it looks like his personality is a bit aggressive today. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get diving into this, but right before that. Even though this isn't a book review we're doing, if you want to join us and review books monthly, not review books monthly, <laughs> if you want to talk books monthly with us in our private Discord, we have a Patreon. Just costs quick, what, $50 a month? Join yeah. up. It's just all of your money every month. Actually, $75. we are raising the price. It's mm-hmm. Realistically, it's $10. The list of things to pay in order of importance mm-hmm. is... Go through it. Yep. D- two to ramble Patreon. $100. Then your medical bills. <laughs> then your rent and food. And what, you know, do you think someone's doing something important while listening to you breaking down your personality? I hope so. <laughs> I, I hope they're just keeping me in the background while they do dishes. And There's that way, that medial. way, the. The really sad stuff in my life can just be glossed over. That's what I'm hoping for. Well, this first question is quite relevant to that. Okay. okay. Now, Rich, this is already starting off great. Mm-hmm. First question. You regularly make new friends. Is that true? <laughs> moderately. I'm between moderately and strongly disagree. Now, as as one of your friends, yeah. I'm going to lean you towards strongly. <laughs> now, you, you get to decide. I'll put your option wherever you want. Here's the thing. I can be friendly with a lot of people. That's true. I'm plenty friendly to people. I don't make that many friends. New friends. No, not you, very here's often. Here's the thing. Your friends have all been there for years. Like, you picked I'm, your group. I'm real quick at dropping friends. Like, I'm real great at that. Like, I'll, oh, like, I'll fr- be friendly and then, like, cut. Go on. That, why do you think I made this business tie with us? I'm like, I'm next. I need to. Yeah, you can't, you can't leave. <laughs> I can't leave anymore. There's been moments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so would you say strongly because it says new, making new friends. You've made your friend group and then you seem yeah. to have just locked onto that and never looked back. Two year probably old strongly. Probably. Yeah. Now, I did. There was a fork in the road in my life in college and I made the wrong decision. Like, now, my, my question to you is, do you regret that? Do you wish you could make new, like went and made new friends? What prevents you from doing that? Oh, I still look sometimes at my rich friends that I could have hung out with. Like, they, they are now rich. They were focused, successful, driven. I could have gone that direction. Mm-hmm. And I would probably be making really good money in the big city, partying up, living with people. It, it would be great. Instead, I'm here. We'll make that what we will. This was my worst video idea. <laughs> yeah. I don't like this. This is your idea. <laughs> this ain't mine. Okay, so you strongly disagree. Strongly disagree. The second question. There's a lot of questions, so we're going we're gonna to dive really deep into here, okay? Okay. Here's the question. You spend a lot of your free time exploring various random topics that pique your interest. Moderately agree? Moderately okay. agree. Okay. I mean, occasionally I go on just a tangent in my head and research like many things in my life i'm fine just being willfully ignorant about yeah and then occasionally i'm just going into the weeds oh there's a week where you go i'm gonna be a whittler by sunday yeah it's fun uh, yeah whittling's fun i but i think you find these different interests and Mm -hmm. then you just hammer them for a week and then i'm done (laughs) because you've gained the knowledge you know okay that's been attained i've now gained my knowledge pool Yep. What's been the weirdest thing you've done for a short period of time that you just went, oh, 
That that was a fad, a phase. Uh, trying to learn the piccolo. <laughs> see, <laughs> see what I mean? That's I like. That's I cool. know the fingering of a flute, and I'm not good at flute, but I know how to play the notes. And I was like, oh, it should be easy to play piccolo because we would be great to when I go on hikes and camping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could pull. It's easier to carry a piccolo, so I can play a piccolo around the fire. It's much harder. Piccolo is very, very hard to play. You correctly answered that to your personality. Then. That's a moderate degree. <laughs> is there any time when you've read a book and once you, you read a certain kind of book mm-hmm. and there's a topic in there or it's the, the genre itself? Maybe Okay, not the genre. The Silmarillion. But, yeah, there you go. Silmarillion. Then, I spent a whole week just yep. diving into different internet forums. I looked mm-hmm. into the history of the Ents probably too much. And then I went into the... Um, Finding the history of Tolkien signed a certain Middle-earth map that was uh, drawn up by a, I think he was about 16 at the time, but him and his friend did a very in-depth map of Middle-earth. Amazing, amazing job. And he was able to get it signed by Tolkien and actually sat and talked with him for a while. Mm -hmm. And in that map, there were several comments and notes that Tolkien wrote on there that are... Some from, like, already referenced in his notes in the Silmarillion, but also some new stuff. So how much do you consider that stuff canon or not? And that was fun for me. And where is this map to begin with? The sun posted on Quora or wherever they were. Yeah. This was, that was my week. You showed me that when you came back from work one day and went, Austin, cancel your plans. <laughs> You're about to learn about Ents. <laughs> You're about to learn about the Ent. Where did the Ent wives go? <laughs> Uh, before we go into the next question here, we mm-hmm. do want to take a two-second, okay, a one-minute sponsor okay, break. two minutes. From, <laughs> uh, here's a quick ad from Displate. Displate, thank you for sponsoring us. Displates are eco-friendly, stainless steel metallic posters that feature incredible artwork from artists all over the world. You can browse their collections of posters directly on Displate.com, where you can find designs from your favorite fandoms, ranging from Wheel of Time, Lord of the Rings... And Stormlight Archive. And yes, Austin, even Red Rising stuff. Oh, yeah. And once you found the art your heart desires, your poster is sent right to your doorstep. And check out how easy it is to put these up on your wall. It takes seconds. You simply open up your box from Displate, and each poster comes protected in a layer of premium plastic. Rich, that's normal plastic. Fine. Normal Dinosaur plastic. (laughs) Once you get to the art itself, each and every poster comes with a magnetic mounting system that takes just four simple steps to install. Step one, peel the back paper off and stick the leaf on the wall. Press around to remove air bubbles. Step two, peel the foil off the back of the magnet. Step three, stick the magnet in the middle of the protective leaf and press hard for 20 seconds. And step four, Hang your display. That's it. This is great because you can switch out your posters anytime you'd like without having to reinstall a thing. If you like what you see, Displate's offering our viewers 32% off if you use the code 2 to ramble at checkout. If you have three Displates in your car at checkout, they're providing 38% off if you use the code 2 to ramble. Go ahead. Do it. Use code 2 to ramble for 32 to 38% off while supplies last. Well, okay. The- 
What? They have a lot of supply. A, I, I, I don't think they're going to run out of supply. No, they got. I think they got a lot rich. No, while, while supplies, supplies last. <laughs> and we're back. Wow, wasn't that nice? It was really kind of them. That was a nice break as well to have an ad rather than learning about you. I think that was oh, necessary. Yeah. They'll, they'll prefer to loop back to that one instead. <laughs> they just rewatch the ad. It's more yeah. fun. <laughs> All right. Next question is, oh, oh, hmm. seeing other people cry can easily make you feel like you want to cry too strongly disagree yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so explain that give us some of your I so if just, you see people cry you do not feel the urge to cry i i have a strong aversion to like seeing people cry i just don't like it it's not enjoyable it makes me guess harden up a little bit more <laughs> and especially if there's no reason to cry like it's understandable like you lose a parent a sibling or something but crying over stupid Stupid crap is very aggravating to me. It now, makes me lose respect in them a little bit. Now, would you say that you have... Have there been a moment where you... Oh, you know what? Let me, let me ask this. When's hmm. the last time you cried, Richard? Depends not, on cry. Not like, cry laugh. Like a tear came down the eye of... Yes. Oh, or, and was it was probably a book, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It was probably a book. Like I think uh, the last book I maybe like cried over... Can I guess? I, go ahead. Hyperion? That is one I cried at, but there's been another. There's a more recent one, really. Yeah, I'm trying to... I think it was the Sword of Kaigen. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think I had a tear. The, a tear ro- rolled down my face on that one. Now, I'm, I'm a book nerd. I love books, so mm-hmm. I'm going to be the devil's advocate here. Say, yeah. hey, you said I don't like when people cry over stupid stuff. Some people out there, not us, would uh-huh. say, crying over books stupid, Rich... I never said I had to like myself. <laughs> there are no hypocrites here. All right. I think it's cool. There is no books. loophole. <laughs> All right. Fair answer. Fair enough. No, but it's it's mostly just a, a lack of control over a sit. Like when yeah. you see someone crying over a situation, it typically means they have broken down and lost control. It's different and it's more just a panic option of like, okay. Stuff's going on. We need to fix the problem rather than cry about it. That's mm. the like. Sometimes crying is the wrong reaction to a thing, and, and that is uncomfortable. Not, you think sometimes more often than not. Yeah, in a non, like in all honesty, in a non-hostile uh, situation, or like you're watching a movie, you're having a reminisce, like a casual cry on something sad or whatever. Who cares? But if you're in a stressful situation yeah crying is not appropriate at that moment like you need to handle the problem first or you're in a conversation with someone and you just break down crying like it's not particularly a sad moment it's just you've lost control that's the difference it's there's a difference between crying because you're sad or something touched you emotionally and you cannot mentally handle the situation and your brain breaks and you lose all your faculties that's the one I'm uncomfortable with. I, I'm loving this episode again. Yeah. We're, we're getting deep into Richard's <laughs> yeah. psyche. Why does Richard not like to cry? <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question, Rich. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. You often make a backup plan for a backup plan. Strongly disagree. Yep, that's accurate. Yep, that's accurate for you. That's bold to assume that I have a plan in the first place. <laughs> you would have to have a backup plan to have a backup to the backup plan. Yeah, none of those. Yeah, absolutely not. You're just not a planner. No. But at, recently, in the past week, though, you mm-hmm. and I created a calendar for the first time. 
it's kind of nice. Yeah, it took us coming on two years of our channel to create a calendar for video recording <laughs> and uploading and just scheduling. It's good. It's a good thing. I'm, it's not in your nature. We had to force it exactly. out of both of us. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm, I like flying by the seat of my pants. It's kind of, I think the best example is vacations. Oh, can I? It is not fun to plan, like meticulously plan out a vacation. Like having a couple things that you want to see neat, but yeah. those like tour groups, ugh, God. Nothing is sadder than being in a bunch of groups and like being led around like sheep around a thing. I'd rather just like let me loose. Like, oh, you have five hours in the city. Go have fun. It's great. Find a weird cafe. Find a, a tiny book nook in a back alley corner and you find a neat book by Mark Twain. That's fun. Yeah. That's a fun time. You know, that's what's strange because when we were in Iceland, the touristy stuff was the worst part. It was. We had, Almost always the touristy stuff is the worst part. And then we found that cool bookstore with the band. That was fun. Unplanned. And shout out to Cafe Loki. Remember Cafe Loki? Ooh, that, yeah. The dessert there. Phenomenal. The that shark. Way. Oh, what a time. <laughs> what a time. I'm, I'm changing. This is my personality test. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> But yes, no to backup plans. Strongly disagree. Strongly disagree. Okay. Here's your next one. Okay. I, I, I know you. I, I, basically, I know where you're going to answer. I love mm. it. You usually stay calm, even under a lot of pressure. I mean, moderately agree. I was, yes. For was the most gonna, part. I say, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I'll, I'm not hey, a complete. Hold on, by the way, viewers, I'm hmm. going to push back if I disagree. Like, if I say, ah, you're yeah. not like that. So far, you're being accurate. Yeah. No, I mean, there's been situations. I'm, I'm not complete stoic or anything. I'm I'm not there yet. You're so a wannabe stoic. I'm not right. a stone. I'm not, like, just this rock yet. <laughs> I will harden my heart in life to one day get there, but today is not that day. It is true that you you said this before as well, that you kind of are a conglomeration of your five closest friends, yeah. personality-wise. Do you think that's true for you? And the reason that you think some things and you act certain ways is that, oh, I'm just an I'm the median of these five people. Not exactly, but generally. I think it's a combination of you influence your friends, but also... You, your per, personalities attract certain other personalities that we wouldn't hang out. Like all of our friends wouldn't hang out together if we weren't at some level kind of similar. Mm -hmm. So and that's how it starts. Yeah, exactly. You and I met with a uh, VR, my roommates in freshman year of college. And thing is, well, I don't think we, we were not very close friends until I think. Sophomore. My personality started to change a bit. And mm -hmm. I, I started having different priorities and focuses in life that more aligned with you. And you were a better influence on me. And that's when we started to become friends. That was slightly nice, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like end of sophomore year we started, like that was when we became friends, friends. Yeah, actually hanging out. That's when we shared our bracelets back and forth. Our friendship bracelets. Our what? Our friendship bracelets. Say it again. Our friendship bracelets. <laughs> You're going to get there eventually. <laughs> uh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> it was usually stayed calm, even under... So moderately agree. Yeah. Now, yeah. Here, here's this one. This is the last one on the page, then it goes into the next section of questions, all right? At social events, you rarely try to introduce yourself to new people and mostly talk to the ones you already know. Hmm. Slightly disagree. I, or moderately. I would say moderately. For Can I push you to moderately? Yeah, yeah. I mean, generally, I'm fine with talking to new people. 
Which is interesting because the other question of do you regularly make new friends? You don't, right? I'm not saying this is a bad (laughs) thing. You don't regularly make new friends, but when you're in a social situation, you will talk to new people. But it's like, oh, talk to them. There. Yeah. I'll see them 10 years from now. Yeah, generally. But you have these new conversations with a bunch of people. I always see you at the corner of a, I don't know, I always see you talking to somebody new. I'm not particularly uncomfortable talking to new people. Yeah. It's just I don't make those people my friends very often Mm. you kind of i've noticed you like to test your theories with people ah yes you like to test (laughs) your opinions and just be like this is a person's who i've never talked before a complete different knowledge set let me pick their brain and yell at them (laughs) not (laughs) not yell at them like you do you have a lot of deep conversations with new people yeah i mean only way to see if your opinions are correct is to test it out on people. Because, yeah. I mean, if you're living in your own little bubble, you're not going to figure things out. And then when you, like, bounce an idea off someone, they, like, react to it. You go, oh, okay, um, I was too I was uh, too isolated in that bubble. I need to break out. Maybe something's a little wrong. Yeah. Uh, do you... Also, it's just fun to see their reaction. It is. And I, I've, like, seen the reaction of you and other people talking like that because mm-hmm. you, you guys get deep. And would you say that when you're in a conversation... Do you go, like, is book the first thing that comes to mind? Just for the viewers out there, is it all you talk about is books? Is that is that who Richard is? I try, I try not to, because I know most people don't. Mm. I, like, if I get an inkling that they're a book reader, 100%. That's all the conversation That's is, the right? conversation. But I know how, how dull of a conversation is when you're talking about books you've read and the other person doesn't read. Mm. That's not a very fun conversation. And so you just try and meet the person where they're at and ask, ask a bunch of questions. I think one of the backbones of this podcast is that a lot of people in real life, not only is there not a ton of book readers, uh, well, okay, a ton of people read. It's not like in your personal circle, everybody reads. And not just that, how many in your personal circle are fantasy sci-fi readers? When you niche it down, that's where mm-hmm. it gets like, oh, yeah, these people online talk about books that I, I'm into. So I, I think the same is true when you go out into a party, or not even party, just normal situation at work. How many of your colleagues read, and not just read, but then read fantasy? Whole Zippo. Zippo. Zippo Hippo. Like, they, they, the only stuff they read is, like, the nonfiction stuff. And so. does, does that make you better than them? They're better at their jobs than I am, so... <laughs> That was a, a leading question. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right. If people, yeah. <laughs> all right. This next question is oh, we're ten percent through the test, by the way. Oh, that wonderful. Was, <laughs> <laughs> this next question is: You prefer to completely finish one project before starting another? <laughs> Strongly disagree. Yeah, that's. Uh, do you think that's yeah. a? Do you think that's a positive or a that's flaw? a flaw? Uh, that's a flaw. It means you multitask. Yeah, instead of whole-assing one thing, I half-ass two things. Now, that would combine... But when you work on something, though, you kind of just do it in one day. Like, you spend the day focused on that thing. But those are only in spurts. Yeah. So, generally, you're kind of just all over the place. Basically, yeah. And a lot of half-done, unfinished projects that never get seen again. Then this could be asked for books as well. Hmm. Do you finish... When you're reading a book, is it just one book you're reading until you complete that book? Or are you reading multiple at once? Is it audio plus physical? How is your reading experience like that? Uh, I normally split it between physical and audio. So I'll have an yeah. audio book different. Now, sometimes the book is just 
so exciting that I'm like, I've got to finish the whole thing. Yeah. And I will listen to the audiobook while I'm not like while I'm walking or doing other things. And then as soon as I'm able to sit down, I pull up the physical book and then I read that. And then when I get up it back to audiobook. And so I will have a full like 10 hour day of reading. Yeah. If I can manage it on like a weekend or whatever. That, that is some books. Or during your workday, hence why your coworkers are generally better. Than exactly. <laughs> it goes full circle. Yeah. This channel is a negative impact on my work. All right. This next question, I think we know where this is going. You are very sentimental. No. Um, is that a strong disagree or is it a moderate? What do you think? Because you got some sentiment. If you can cry during book scenes, that's sentimental. Is that or I'm I was thinking of it of like see. do you have stuff that you're you hold on to? Okay. Let's def- like, I'll I'll be honest. I don't have I have like Th- this is the definition. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's of or prompted by feelings of tenderness, sadness, or nostalgia. So if we're using that broad moderately disagree then. Okay, moderate. I mean it do you it's feel, there. Do you ever feel intense nostalgia? No, not really. Never? I, I guess I do, but I just don't think of it very often. Not often enough for it to be a character trait. I guess, I guess so. so. This next one, this question is, you like to use organizing tools like schedules and lists. How Strongly do- disagree. <laughs> but okay, this past week, it's been fun. It's been fun actually having a schedule and calendar, mm-hmm. but I almost never stick to it. And also, it says, do you like to use them? Yeah, so moderately disagree. Okay, moderately. Yeah. Does this have to do with your whole planning thing as well? So you don't like to plan, you also don't like to schedule and list things. Here's the thing. I I think I generally like the idea of them. I just never seem to stick to it. So Uh, I clearly must not like it enough to stick to it. Yeah. So. Can I make a comparison? Hmm. You and Daryl of Lycos are very similar. I feel a big butt coming along. <laughs> no, I, I'm saying you and Daryl Vlaikos both don't like to plan things, generally speaking. I thought he planned stuff. He's more rash with things, though. Think about it. He kind of just goes haul asses. He does. He does and plan thing, stuff as well. And then the plot works out in his favor. Except for you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I guess you're not like Daryl. <laughs> no. The plot does not work in my favor. <laughs> This next question or statement is even a small mistake can cause you to doubt your overall abilities and knowledge. Now, here's the thing. Can you doubt your abilities and knowledge if you don't think you have it in the first place? Like how to doubt it, you have to start from somewhere. And like you have to first believe you have abilities and knowledge and then doubt whether that's true or not. If you're already at the floor and you go, Oh, no, I know I'm not shit. I know I'm a dum-dum. Can you... Like, I don't doubt that I am a Mm dum-dum. I understand exactly where I am. So let me ask you a serious question then about Uh this, okay? Do you consider yourself very knowledgeable or not... You know, would you consider yourself an expert? No. (laughs) (laughs) That's the answer to that one. Do you know what I'm going to ask, though, too? Like, very knowledgeable on books. Would you say, on the fantasy sci-fi genre, would you say you're an opinion that's worthwhile? Generally, no. It's great. That's great. That's <laughs> wonderful. Everyone can tune out for all of our future episodes. I mean, I have just do you really large not gaps. Think, do you really not think you have any value or any level of expertise? 
I have I think I have general entertainment value and mm. possibly the the value of confirming your own belief so someone is watching our videos and then listens to my opinion and goes I had that same opinion too this confirms my own beliefs that's kind of a value I don't think I have any particularly added Nuance. value yeah no, I I can see some stuff but I don't think I'm adding anything particularly new to the conversation. I think you've added some nuance in books we've discussed. Maybe. Okay, I think we talked about Mort and there was something I I thought of. Though I don't even, I don't know if that's even new. That could be a thing that's been around. But if you thought of it, I guess it was new to me. Was, All <laughs> thoughts are new to me. So then when even a small mistake can cause you to doubt your overall abilities and knowledge, how would would you say neutral because you don't know how to answer that? Whether it's I guess slightly disagree. Slightly I'm not disagree. really okay. put off by, like, if I fail at something, it's fine. I can. I answer. I'm positive that I can eventually figure it out. We'll do slightly disagree for that. Okay. Sure. This next statement is: You feel comfortable just walking up to someone you find interesting and striking up a conversation. Similar moderately agree. Yeah, moderately agree because, as you said, if you go into a new situation, you want to pick their brain. Yeah. Yeah. So then this next one is you are not too interested in discussing various interpretations and analysis of creative works. Strongly disagree. That's self-evident. <laughs> that's all I like to do. That's my whole thing. That's that's base half of this channel. Half. That's 100%. <laughs> Most of this. That's all of it. What would you say your favorite book we've gone over to not not your favorite book, your favorite mm. book that we had to deeply analyze? I have one that comes to my head. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Your favorite that we had to analyze and interpret. Maybe that'll help you lean toward what I'm thinking. <laughs> Come on. You mean more? Give me a bone. No, not more. No. Okay. Okay, um, I'll give you a hint. We reviewed it on this channel. Oh. But hey, Thou the, what was the favorite the for you? Thousand Deaths of, of Arter Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I did genuinely enjoy going into why that story sucked. Yeah, for those that didn't watch that episode, we we hated that book. <laughs> I did. Genuinely that was your enjoy, favorite. I enjoyed that, but yeah. I liked our deep dives into a couple of the authors. I really enjoyed the uh -huh. uh, deep dive into Brandon Sanderson. That we got to do more of, of those where we deep dive authors. Yeah. yeah. Thing is, we need to read more of the books exactly. for us to deep dive. Like, I would yeah. love for us to do a deep dive into Robin Hobb. Mm. She's an interesting lady and makes some amazing books. One of arguably the best fantasy writer alive today. Damn. Her prose is Damn. up there. Damn. I, I Comparing her to Tolkien in many ways is not completely far-fetched <sighs> in terms of just prose-wise. So Robin Hobb could be on a radar, but you'd say genuinely your favorite to that we have done so far, analyzed and interpreted, was... Harder bed. Come on. Come on. Um, I'm leading you there. What else? Are you trying to... Okay. I guess I, I really enjoyed uh, The Grace of Kings. That too. That was very interesting. Which one are you thinking? I'm about? thinking Piranesi. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, come on. That was a great one. That's, just oh, not, yeah. not just the... I mean, the conversation was great and everything, but that book itself... Oh, just the all the... The point of it it's, is to interpret and analyze it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the whole... I guess the overarching meaning of it was that the search for meaning in many ways is pointless. Like take, take something as it is and trying instead of trying to force your own perception onto something else that and, the value is, if you listen, the value is given to you. 
And that's one of like 10 interpretations of messages. Because my favorite interpretation from that book was looking at um, a prison and seeing, not not a literal prison, but your imagination can either be your prison or a sanctuary and any place outside of that. So a marriage can be a prison or sanctuary. As rules, you can look at them as walls that cannot be escaped from or you can look at as freedom that you can walk around within these walls and just everything Mm -hmm. that extends to, love that message. But then there's 20 others. Like I want to talk about Piranesi again. That was a great book. Mm. But to this question, obviously you strongly disagree that you're yeah. not too interested in discussing various interpretations. Okay. We're 20% through. Let's get this. <laughs> and then at the end of this, we'll find out what your personality is and it'll give you information on your love life. Yeah, I, I really needed I really needed the internet to tell me I'm a shithead. <laughs> <laughs> but it will it will also give details on like, hey, how are you as a friend, as a lover, as a fighter, as a all these things, as a coworker. I don't think I need these answers. <laughs> His next question or statement is, you are more inclined to follow your head than your heart. Is that true? Do you follow your head over your heart, your thinker over your feeler? I guess so. Fairly enough. I mean... Like a, um, that sounds like a slightly? A slightly agree? Yeah, I mean, I, I want to... I do what I like. It's what I enjoy, but I don't... Try and be hysterical over things. How are you, um, interesting. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think this. about that. Okay. Yeah. So when you make decisions, do you, mm-hmm. are you more logical about the decisions? Do you think of the consequences? Do you think with your brain, or are you more gut reaction? That's how I feel in the moment. Are you more kind of driven by the emotional impulse, or are you more driven by the contemplation of planning this out? I guess I'm generally motivated by my gut reaction. I follow my gut more more often than not. Okay. So would you say that's a slight or moderate? Slight. Slight. Slight disagree. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you follow your heart slightly more than maybe you, th- this is the reason this is question is difficult. You want to follow your head more. Possibly. But you actually follow your heart more. It's probably more accurate. I try and think of things and then I go, eh. That's <laughs> heart of the cards. <laughs> gut. I mean, think about when you play poker, literally. Oh, yeah. Are you, that that are you, depends also on my level of intoxication. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, that is true. Sometimes I'm just, I get a feeling. If my song is playing, that's, I mean. You have a lucky song. I can't, I can't lose if I have my lucky song playing. Can I push you to do moderately disagree on that? Because you, you do follow your gut a lot. Here's the thing. Logically speaking, if the consequences are low enough, it's far more fun to follow my heart. Because then when it works out, it's the reward is far mm. greater for me to win a hand at poker after logically thinking out going like, OK, I'm in last position. So I have um, highest advantage. So my range is m- far more open. They opened up. Uh, Austin was actually he bluffed that last couple hands. I believe he's probably being a bit more conservative right now. It, oh, Justin here. He's playing, uh, you know, big stack bully analyzing the board and going like okay i have a 55 60 percent chance of actually winning this hand i'm gonna go all in and then i win like yeah, okay the odds were my favor the odds were my favor who cares but it like okay sure the reward cool. you get the from... reward i get from going my song's on <laughs> i got seven deuce off suit i'm all in and then i win yeah oh that's way more fun that's that's an enjoyable time like so logically speaking mm. i am going for the maximum reward emotional okay rather than the maximum monetary reward so that's it's a balance 
Right. So if you're talking about something more serious in your life, so if yeah. you plan a career, you obviously use your head more than your heart of planning your career out or your which friends you have maybe it which depends so oh. how much so how much is that emotion like, is the emotional gratification satisfaction more valuable than the logical monetary or you know more straightforward idea so i got a great example for you yeah this podcast is not logical no, not particularly. This podcast is more gut reaction. Oh, yeah. No, the By amount of... Far. The I'm amount not of saying a, that as a joke. Like, you know, we're very serious that this is not <laughs> like a financial... No, no, <laughs> like, it's not. Like, this is, this is smart. <laughs> no, the smart thing would be for me to focus on my career and take some classes. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff I could be doing with my time and money. But the gut, the feeling is just... It's well, worth it. Let's do it, and it's worth it. But seeing as that's a mental calculation. Mm, yeah. So, so then are we sticking with slightly disagree? On slightly that? disagree. Okay. Then let's go on to the next question. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or sta- I keep saying question. They're statements. All right. You ready statements. for the statement? Yeah. You usually prefer just doing what you like at any given moment instead of planning a particular daily routine. This is a struggle bef- between what I want to be yeah. and what I actually am. So how are you going to answer this? Truthfully, mm-hmm. what I am is I don't particularly plan out the day. I often try and plan out a day, and I, it's really hard for me to stick to a routine. Mm. Very difficult, especially those early mornings. I try. <laughs> yeah. It says you usually prefer just doing what you feel like at any given moment. You don't prefer doing that. It's you, you want. I want to, but when push comes to shove, I don't. Okay, so how would you answer that? It's you. It, the statement is you usually prefer just doing what you feel like at any given moment instead of planning a particular daily routine. Moderately agree. Moderately agree. Okay. Because that's what you actually do. Yep. But it can't be strongly because you want to push yourself toward a disagree. The difference okay. between belief and conviction. There you go. Mm-hmm. Next one is you rarely worry about whether you make a good impression on people you meet. I have a thought here if you need help coaxing your slightly agree oh really yeah really that's the first one i didn't know that what do you mean huh like i i guess i care a bit but or maybe slightly disagree i don't know it's no no do your honest opinion so you think slightly well, agree yeah it's i saying, often don't but i mean i care enough it's yeah it'd be very inconvenient if people hate me <laughs> <laughs> Like how, that's that's your, real annoying. That's your first thought. That's just inconvenient. It is. <laughs> you ma- oh God! Like I enjoy going to be o- going to my office because generally the office people like me well enough. Mm-hmm. At the very least, they're not rude to my face. So I haven't pissed them off to a significant degree. Yeah, it would be very inconvenient if that was otherwise. So slightly agree. Yeah. You- you do worry and concern because it would change how you feel going into social interactions. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't think I'm ever going to... I generally don't portray myself in a false light just to get people to like me. Yeah. But it's either I... It's but either you're I'm true. Yeah. I'm either truthful or I'm quiet. I'm not going to outright right. lie. But tr- truth can also, and coming from you, your truth can also be tactful. Sure. You, tr- saying the truth doesn't mean you have to be rude and inconsiderate. You, yeah. You can be true with still being caring and understanding. 
perception matters far more than the actual truth reality. Or, yeah. yeah. Uh, how you get a point across is equally or more important than the point that you had to make in the first place. Because yeah. you make a point the wrong way and people will take it a certain way and then won't just they just won't listen to you they won't see you as someone worth listening to uh, to you because they'll have more resentment mm-hmm. than they will respect yeah it's generally the you in a disagreement you're not trying to get them to change their mind in that moment you're almost never going to it's and also you don't want them to hate you they want the end result of a good disagreement is for them to think back on it fondly of like that was interesting i i didn't agree but made some interesting points that I'm going to have to think about later. Plants a seed. That's the goal. That's what you want. You mm-hmm. don't want them to hate you after a fundamental disagreement. And now there are layers to that. Like there's degrees. Mm-hmm. If someone is like an outright Nazi, <laughs> I don't particularly care <laughs> how, how they're seen. I mean, you could still be, I guess, polite to a certain degree and tactful. Like, you don't want to lose control over yourself just because someone else is, like, completely off of your moral base. Mm-hmm. But still. Yeah, th- there's exceptions. Yeah, there are exceptions. There's almost always an exception to the rule. But yeah. generally, it's true. We're, we're getting some interesting answers here. That that one was the first where I didn't know that that would be your gut reaction. Your, your you reaction. thought I wouldn't care about what people think? Well, I think on degrees. You mm-hmm. care less than other people would. No, I, I know you're not rude to people. I don't mean it in that way. I just know that you don't let the opinions of others really affect your mood. That's what I was kind of thinking about. Oh. You see what I mean? Because it's saying you really worry about whether you make a good impression on people. So I can see, you know, you're like, hey, slightly agree. I, I want to make a good impression on people. But yeah. I know your reaction isn't betrothed to what their opinion is of you. That's, that's kind of what I was thinking. True. Uh, I, I guess I don't lose sleep over it. Yeah, but we'll, we'll stick with that answer. That's your that's your answer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next one is you enjoy participating in group activities. All right, what's the answer, Rich? Uh, Give us the honest answer. <laughs> Moderately disagree yeah. or slightly. I, I, let's stick with moderate. <laughs> here's the thing: I don't want to be not included. I I like. The concept of going out with people. It's fun to be like, oh, we're going out as a group. I enjoy like, oh, hey, we're all going out this weekend. Mm. I enjoy holding on to that thought and right. that plan in my head. It's like, oh, that's great. That's an idea. I feel, I feel loved. I have friends. Mm-hmm. We're doing things. It's great. You know, the only thing better than having plans with your friends canceling having no 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 specific canceling plans with friends is far more enjoyable than having plans with friends but what's worse than both of those is not having any plans at all with friends that's the worst so worst (laughs) is having no plans with no friends that's the worst then above that is having plans with friends and then above that is canceling friends, <laughs> canceling your plans with friends. That's just, you're just an asshole. <laughs> no, but every time the planning with your, friends is more saying, fun yeah. than when I go there. And then like you have to deal with other people and then like hours go by and things are just like you're you feel like there's a lot of effort to keep it going or mm. and the pressure to 
hey, I just want to leave this. I- I'm done. And yet no one else seems to be done. That's that's aggravating. That's why you like having people over the house, because you could socialize oh, upstairs. And then as soon as you hit your wall, of like I've had it. We just everyone just kind of looks around and goes, where's Rich? Oh, he's been asleep for several hours. Yeah, he, he left. That's the best part. Hosting parties is the best because you could you get as much socialization as you need. You you're a part of a community. You're mm-hmm. you're talking with people. You meet new people. It's a fun time. Mm-hmm. And then when things just start going like, yeah, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I just go to my room mm-hmm. and then people and I wake up and people have left. It's great. Or I come back up and maybe try for round two talking <laughs> to people. But depends I could, how you're feeling. Depends how I'm feeling. Would you say you're very I'm going to ask this seriously again, okay? Mm-hmm. Not a leading question, and I don't... I'm going to play devil's mm-hmm. advocate. Would you say you're a selfish person? Generally, I guess. Oh, go on that. I mean, Let's get serious. Oh. I, I don't think I've donated a significant amount of my time to help the homeless. I mean, mm. mostly focused on myself and the people closest to me. Mm. So, I don't know. My circle of care is very small. I care a lot about my closest friends and my family. I give two shits about a lot of people outside that circle. I'm, title of the video, Richard Hates the Homeless. <laughs> <laughs> we got. I just was trying to fish something out of you. That's it. It's, like, it's not out of any malice. It's just no. show your actions. Mm-hmm. So I... No, it's very honest, yeah. I mean, I don't have a particular great amount of time or money to help a lot of people. But you still could. I could if it was a higher priority yeah. of mine, I would. Yes. But it clearly isn't. And I'm putting you in the hot seat. Of course, my mm-hmm. I have the same answer as you. So yeah. it's I'm not just trying to put that on you, but I'm gonna ask you some <laughs> tough yeah. questions as mm-hmm. we keep going, okay? That was just one of my own. That wasn't even the per you know what? Forget the personality test. <laughs> <laughs> this next one is oh, here you go. You like books and movies that make you come up with your own interpretation of the ending. Strongly agree. Yes. It's my favorite thing. Yes. It's the only thing I like. I love a book or movie that makes me think about the what ifs and, oh, what about this? What about that? I love the ending of Hyperion. I love the, oh, God, Neuromancer. I actually really enjoyed. I know you didn't like it, but it made me think about, like, what is that ending? And then what what would be the case? What would the future look like in this world? I loved it. Fire Upon the Deep. Fire Upon the Deep. Oh, the different interpretations. Though it's a bit more clear, I think. You have... Yeah, that's oh, true. I'm trying to think of some other books. Are there where, some movies that stand out as well? Oh, interpretations for books. Pierre we already mentioned it. Yeah. But that obviously has a billion. Mort. Um, Mort. Uh, Mort's yeah. great. Uh, all of Discworld is constantly yes. me thinking like, oh, what about this? And what about that? Which I think... I'm going to let all the viewers know this. We've had this small discussion beforehand. But, you know, we kind of have our camps. Like, I like Red Rising more. You like Wheel of Time more. Stormlight, I seem to like more. But you still like it a lot. I still like it a lot. But yeah. we still share the common ground. We both I'll really be honest, like Stormlight. The only thing we're, we maybe disagree on yeah. is the pros. Like, the oh, level pros. of pros. That's okay. about where we disagree. Okay. I think but almost everything else. We generally right. both love Stormlight. Mm-hmm. But I think our next thing in this channel of our duo is going to be Discworld. Because so far, we're going to have a Mort review, but every Discworld book I've read, all two of them, (laughs) as we go through, I'm in love. Oh, yeah. I love them. And I I know you love them, but we have not shared the same level of absolute hype since Stormlight. And we need something to unite us again, because there's been some friction. Sword of Kaigen. 
No, I think we equally have. No, no, no. I'm not talking standalones. I'm, okay, I'm talking series. like series because there's been solo books like Pierre Ness we both love and all that, mm -hmm. but that's just a fleeting one-time book. We need a series to bond us. I think you're right. And that's Discworld is up, but I just, I always want to have Discworld in my life. Ah, yeah. So there are other book series. I, I just want to tear through them and mm -hmm. I, I want to go through them all. All It, it is comforting for me. To know that there's always another Discworld book on the shelf that I haven't read yet. Yeah. There's a, Terry Pratchett always has something special for me if I want it. And so I don't want to spend them all in one place. I don't want to do like our series where we're reading a Discworld a book a month. Discos, yeah. I, I don't want that. Right. I want several years from now still working through. Like there's 40 something. There are 42 books. Okay. So you could like two a year and still have enough. Ver yeah. yeah. Like I'll I'll read them. I'm slowly buying more. I plan on reading another two, three, maybe two more book, two books in the next couple months. You want it to months. last. You don't exactly. want it to just binge it. Exactly. It's like it, when you watch a good show. It's sometimes hard to not just finish it overnight. Yeah. But with Discord, especially with books, it's easier to let them last and go back to it. And that, that's good. I like that. It's my comfort. It's my comfort place. Yeah. It's my safe space. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel safe here? No, never. Okay. Next question. Is your happiness comes more from helping others accomplish things than your own accomplishments? A little bit off of that selfish question I asked you. I'm curious. Because your others' accomplishments includes your close friends and family. Slightly agree. Your happiness comes more from helping others than yourself. Yep. Slightly Generally. Agree. Slightly agree. Okay. I mean, I enjoy buying stuff for my friends. Yeah, you do. And yeah. like helping them. Like it helps brings me joy to help out my friends and things like that and like doing stuff for yourself is like stuff you have to do like mm. oh yay i fixed my sink who cares sink needed to be fixed and i got it fixed whoopie whoop de doo give myself a pat on the back no versus hey my buddy's uh plumbing was off and i helped him fix it mm. yay i did some i helped them out i did something they could not do themselves and i contributed Man. that is joy that's a good answer rich it, I'm, I'm getting the feel so we're 30 percent through <laughs> we're still going <laughs> and i'm curious now it, it, there's this weird feeling right where mm. if you're revealing a lot about yourself of course yeah if you meet somebody on the street because we've met you've met several patrons yeah um we, we met up with a patron we had a brunch or not brunch like a late night brunch at, at a diner it's a really cool dan shout out mm -hmm. but you walk into them, and sometimes you've had conversations where they say things about you that you're like, how do you know that? They're like, oh, the video. It's weird. Is it, is it strange to just go, wait, a lot of my thoughts and opinions are on the internet, and people know me that I don't know. It, there was a couple awkward moments. Shout out to Foxy. How you doing? Uh, where Picture Foxy. Thank you, Foxy. <laughs> where we were talking, I was talking about a book or something, mm -hmm. and you know, this is the first time I'm meeting her, and we're chatting, and... I bring up, she's like, oh, yeah, I know. I'm like, how do you know this? In my head, I'm going like, this is the first time I've met you <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah. person. And so that's weird to think that she already knows the thought. And it's like, oh, yeah, that was in some video. And like, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And it came up later. Like I was telling some nugget, some story of like something that happened. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember. That. And like, it's weird. So it, she's calling you a bot. You're a bot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's odd to have that. Yeah, yeah. One person know more about you than you know about them. And it's that parasocial yeah. relationship. I mean, it's not a 
like oh it's terrible it's no just like it's just interesting it is interesting yeah. i have not you're not complaining ha- just, yeah yeah no i'm not complaining it's a just an interesting thing yeah and it's an odd thing to experience so let's make you more uncomfortable okay wonderful this next one is you are interested in so many things that you find it difficult to choose what to try next strongly agree strongly so give an example of that what where have you seen that's true i like boxing quite a bit i don't have time for boxing mm. i would still be boxing if i had the time but i can't box and weight lift and go to work and try and do pull some extra hours at work and Pod. on top podcast Read. reading what else i like to cook i've had to kind of like shelf that off like i like cooking interesting things but i don't have time to go into the recipes and like i used to do far more cooking research i would watch a bunch of cooking videos mm. and do all that i now don't have time for that i have to cook things i know which is not as fun of learning how to cook new dishes do you feel so clamped with your time generally and then i waste the time but then you have even free for time, right? no i have free time yeah. it's that i'm just my brain is addicted to youtube social media and other little things that it sucks away the little time i have remaining and i could have more is it is it time to say delete 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 youtube YouTube. it comment down below listen (laughs) that last rant we did in the uh ranking video it's totally true it's it is yeah we are hypocrites yeah like you have other things that you should be doing and you should do them don't listen to us this is a waste of your time in general listen if if you guys really appreciate our channel we'll see a huge drop off in viewership at this point in the yeah, video at this point we should okay? see just tank and tank we'll look at that and saying ah oh, darn we'll feel our, really shitty our channel our we're viewership we're losing our well pro- we're you losing know rich said he doesn't cry much he'll cry i'll cry <laughs> but then- a little bit i'll be thinking you know what all those people went out and did something productive yeah. or actually meaningful yeah. in that time. Yeah. So if you do click off this video, in that comment. remaining time of the what video, do something good. Do something. Like, comment what actually meaningful thing that you decide to do instead of watching our video. And uh, tell us something. Yeah, that you do today. Come, come today. back. Come back to this and be like, "This is what I did." Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Here's the next one, Rich. <laughs> And no one's listening now. <laughs> you are prone to worrying that things will take a turn for the worse. Uh, never been diagnosed with it, okay. but probably when I was closer to having depression mm. or depressive, whatever it may be, like that is clearly like a correlating fact of. When I'm more sad and depressed, I thought everything was going wrong and could go wrong versus when I'm generally happier. I'm not thinking that way. So what would you say your answer would be now? Now? I mean, I'm thinking things are going well. Like, I'm not super negative on things. So what's the scale? It's, the you're prone to worrying, so it would be you disagree. Moderate, like moderately disagree. disagree. Yeah, because you still have some concern for the future. And sure, like, of course, you got you're normal. You're, yeah, you're, I'm I'm not a robot. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're not an NPC. Is what we're getting at. Mm-hmm. This next one, ooh, you avoid leadership roles in group settings. I uh, strongly disagree. Huh. I I got to push back. This is my first pushback for you. Mm. I think this is a dead neutral for you. This is your first neutral. Let me explain your reasoning, but go ahead. Explain your reasoning. When I yeah. am in a group setting, mm-hmm. 
tip and the, I think this is more emblematic of the groups that I'm in. Yeah. There tends to be a lot of indecision and questions of what were we going to do? Yeah. And I get very annoyed with that, that there's no one taking a lead and like, we're going here, executive decision, let's go. Yeah. And so I often take that and I tell everyone, okay, we're going this way now. Well, here's the thing. Generally. You do do that, but if someone else, like you, I don't think you'll be the first to jump up and do it. If someone, no. if someone takes leadership, you're like, all right, that's the plan. Oh, For it's example, great. Planning a trip, like Justin plans a trip or one of our roommates. You're like, oh, let's go. You planned it. Yeah. Tell me what to do. I am perfectly happy with someone else taking the lead. But if right. no one takes the then lead, then you will do the. So would you say that's a strong disagree? Of it's saying you avoid leadership roles. So it's not that you avoid it, but I don't think you're the first one to step up. Thing is, I, I guess, but I how I see that question is never. Oh, okay. So you're taking you know, like, like you never take it. it. You're afraid of okay because you're afraid that when you are in a leadership position or mm-hmm. role that people are questioning you and people will judge you and then you don't like that. So strong disagree. I don't mind That's fair. Strong disagree then? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, because you ha- you don't avoid it. No. Right. I don't like it. I'm happy with not being there, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to avoid it if it happens. Next one is you are definitely not an artistic type of person. Hmm. Here's the thing. I dabble in artistic things. But I'm not particularly good at any of them. Slightly agree. I guess so. I, I've just never put in a bunch of effort into it. So I've been in musicals. I've been in plays and theater. So I was yeah. in a theater kid. I was in jazz band. I did um, choir. And I did like the all-state choir stuff. So I did a bunch of that. I was in a funk band. Oh. That was fun. Weird, weird people. I don't oh. It was oh. strange, oh. but, but anyway, I mean, I helped out with my friend's band playing. And so like that direction I've gone, like You've musical gone stuff, way. but I've never been particularly like good at anything or excellent. I think I'm good at singing. That's the only thing I, like, I can sing decently well. I, I, and I know that on proof of the pudding. Uh, I've audi- I've auditioned for things and I've gotten in. It's like okay, I'm at least competent. I'm good. If I like the auditions that I tried, if I'm going for the saxophone, if I'm playing that, I'm probably not going to get in. I can play it. I'm just not good at it. Would you say you're the type of man who has practiced a thousand kicks one time rather than one kick a thousand times? Opposite. I practice one. I practice a one, thousand kicks one time. That's what I'm th- saying. Yeah, you practice a thousand kicks one time rather than mastering one kick a thousand times. Yeah, it's yeah. to my detriment. Yeah. No, I. Oh God, I've I've flown by the seat of my pants on so many times. <laughs> Explain. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was auditioning for an all-state choir in New Mexico. Okay. And oh, I remember my this. arrogance yeah, 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 yeah. on. Weeks, weeks have gone by. I have not picked up the music, the sheet music for the audition. Mm-hmm. And we have the audio. And I was like occasionally listening to it in my car while I'm driving. And it's finally the day of the audition. In the morning, I go pick up the sheet music. I'm studying the sheet music there. We're not allowed to read it when auditioning. It has to be memorized. Then I'm listening in the car the entire way, listening it on my iPod. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I get to the audition. I half-ass that audition, but I'm doing okay on the like the the sight reading section yeah. because I played the saxophone. So yep, yep. that involves more sight reading. And so combination of okay on the sheet music and better on the sight reading, I pass. Not only that, I'm a guy. Like they're just pure numbers. There's more women auditioning for the choir than there are men. And tenors, tenor men is the lowest category. So if you're just competent, you're a competent male tenor singer, Mm -hmm. you're getting in. You're good. You're trying to audition for soprano, uh, women's soprano part, hard. Harder. You got to battle. Exactly. And so... I got in, but I was quite literally studied the sheet music the day of, and then walked in and got in. So literally by the seat of your pants, you are just, you are at the whims of your day. Yeah. I procrastinate (laughs) quite a bit. (laughs) Okay. This next one, I'm curious because, oh yeah. Well, I'm not curious. I know your answer. Okay. I'm curious what your reaction will be to this question. Mm -hmm. You think the world would be a better place if people relied more on rationality and less on their feelings? Slightly agree. Slightly. Oh, why slightly? Oh, is it, are we going to get into some morality talk here? Sure. Oh, I, I've gone, I've gone different directions on this. Yeah, and for the most part, your feelings can get in the way of a lot of correct decisions so of course like you should probably think about your life a bit more but there's a lot of people that only follow the rules and will end up being quite sad because they only did what they were supposed to do and ultimately they did it for the wrong reasons that you kind of need to feel what you're doing is right not just know it so following a career path because you think it's the right way the right direction is not the same as going in a career that you feel is right. Mm. It's kind of the same direction of I'm a big fan of beauty for beauty's sake. It it annoys me with our like modern architecture that it's so ugly and efficient. I hate it. I hate modern architecture. It sucks. Where you look at ancient architecture where it was built purely for beauty's sake. Very inefficient. Arguably like okay, a lot of bodies went into being made. <laughs> A lot of human death and suffering went into making beautiful things. But 
damn, is it beautiful. And there's a value in beauty itself. Not for efficiency's sake. That's, I don't know. It's kind of my thought on it. <laughs> so, would you say then, beauty comes at the cost of death and suffering? Yeah. Okay. All, Next. Good, all good things come from suffering. You're not wrong there. If, 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 if someone, course, if someone didn't suffer, it probably was not good. It is true that the, the harder things are to obtain, the more difficult and the more quote-unquote suffering. We don't mean like literally dying when yeah. using the word suffering. But the harder mm-hmm. something is to attain, the more valuable it is. Yeah. And the more appreciable it is. So when you're looking at something like modern art versus mm-hmm. something beautiful, you know, some cathedral, some... The Sistine Chapel, the Hagia Sophia. Things that you could never do. Things that are admirable because it was difficult. And you could see the... Versus modern art, you're like, that's just efficient and square. And what is that? The best best argument for why modern art is terrible and sucks is if your visual medium art piece requires an essay for you to appreciate it, it failed. A visual medium of art has to have value in purely the visual. Now you can go into an essay and like learn more about it of like, Oh, it makes it, it heightens the piece, but if you need it to make it actually significant. So there, I, I art, art student friend of mine talked about how there's this one artist, more modern artist mm. that has a studio every year. And in a particular corner of his studio, he always put up a, representation of the of the heavens of the ethereal god whatever and in one year he had a painting where it was a black it was a white square in a black canvas Mm -hmm. so just white square in black which is kind of like the divinity surrounded by the void and there's a whole explanation of all the meaningful significance to it. Mm-hmm. But you look at it, it's a stupid white square on a black canvas. It's pointless. It has no visual value. The only value in this entire painting is its setting, and you have to add so much context and writing to make a piece of art meaningful. That's pointless. You failed. You failed at the medium. It's a visual medium. You have to succeed at visual things. Not essays. I can read a poem. A poem, you don't need a visual thing. It's all from the words. If I need words to enjoy a painting, painting failed. I don't know. There was that modern art toilet. Do you remember the toilet in the film? Yeah. <laughs> that, what it was, it was a toilet that had a, a signature on it? Or yeah. What was someone wrote the signature on a stupid toilet. <laughs> oh, God. I hate I hate it. it. So many people with sticks up their butts in, in the art world. Or... More conveniently, it's tax evasion, but you know. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> Moving on. You per- you prefer to do your chores before allowing yourself to relax. <laughs> Moderately disagree. I'll allow it. You would. I'll allow it. Strongly disagree. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going strongly there. Self-explanatory. Yeah. Okay. Next next question. You enjoy watching people argue. Yes, strongly. Strongly? Agree. Oh, it's fun. Now, you also enjoy argument. involving yourself in that argument. Oh, even more fun. But you also enjoy watching the scene. Oh, it's great. It's fantastic. 
what's the most recent argument you've seen? Was it a seen f- physically? Yeah. yeah, no, not like a fight, fight. But what's the most recent argument you can go like, oh, oh, I don't know. I don't go out with a lot of people. It's not very. <laughs> it's not a thing I do often. <laughs> All right, next question. <laughs> so you tend to avoid drawing attention to yourself. In what way? <laughs> in some ways, I draw attention to myself. I'm on the internet. Oh, yeah. We are yeah. presenting ourselves yeah. to people on YouTube. That's right. I think in any... This is drawing attention to myself. So you have to at least moderately disagree. Moderately disagree, and I like arguments. So... so moderate. Moderately. Moderately disagree, okay. I'm not going to throw a hissy fit in a random Kroger's just to get attention, but... This next question literally is about hissy fits. It says your mood can change very quickly. Strongly disagree. You're very in control of your emotions, you'd say? For the most part. You said that. <laughs> that was a great answer because you said yeah. that so apathetically. For the most part, yeah. I'm in control of no, my you, emotions. No, you, I know you, you know that's true mm-hmm. because that game where you try to make your friend laugh. I'm, I don't want to bring it up. I don't want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about it? It was years ago. I don't have to I laugh. I there, There's okay, no situation I where ah, I'm ah, required ah, to laugh. I know. Laughter I know. is optional. Yeah, for, con- <laughs> for context, we this was like back in college as well. Yeah. Where we were just doing this game where we said, okay, to try not to laugh. You've seen these videos, but not watching yeah. videos, try not to laugh. It was in our friend group. You know, it's late at night. We're all like, I don't, I, were we drinking? I don't know. Drinking or not, we were all just, it was late at night and it's where, like, who knows, 2 a.m., where everyone's in a laughing mood as well. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, all right, uh, whoever gets a chance, we also have to make people laugh. So we try to make Justin laugh, get him right away. Try to make me laugh, get me right away. You say something stupid, whatever. And we look up jokes on the internet, whatever, and punch lines, blah, 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 or watch a quick video. We go through the whole line of people and then, Rich, we get to you and we're just trying to make you laugh for hours. Yeah. To the point where we went, oh my God, he might not, like, your laughter is voluntary. Yeah. Like, if you can turn it on and off is a thing. Like, you'll laugh at something funny, but that's because your, your laughter mode's constantly on. But in a click of a button, you could click it off just like, remember that Brandon Sanderson is your God mm-hmm. article? Yeah. Where he was saying Brandon Sanderson can't feel pain? I guess. In a certain situation. In a certain sense, you, you can turn off. Your laughter, laugh, why can't I talk? Laughter module. <laughs> you, you get what I mean? Yeah. No, I get it. I don't understand why anyone else can't do that. I Like, if it's important, you don't laugh. Like, laughter is, like, there's a physical reaction. You just stop the physical reaction. That's, like, that's, just don't laugh. How? If it's you funny. Acknowledge the funny in yeah. your head. That was really funny. And then it goes away. It's like uh, releasing a sneeze. It's like silent. You know how like you mm. you can re- stop yourself from sneezing. You you can, there's sure. little tricks that you can like you let the air escape. Like it's building up, building up, and you let the air escape in a different way. Yeah, it's the same thing with laughter. You, you let say- the you let the funny escape in your head, and you acknowledge how funny it is. But then the release is gone. It's not built up. Got it. So it's like blinking. You naturally blink. Your your laughing's always on. But then Mm -hmm. when you think about laughing or you think about blinking, you can make it, you can turn the autonomy into 
yeah. more control. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for the most part, I think Autonomous, that's yeah. similar things apply to most situations. Like if there, if there's a stressful situation, like there's the default mode of existence. And then yeah. when you have to focus on something of like, okay, now is not the time to be emotional about something. Now is not the time to get angry. It is just time to calmly analyze something and move forward and not let your body kind of make decisions for you. Okay. <laughs> Next question is, uh, you lose patience with people who are not as efficient as you. Is that true? Do you get impatient? Moderately agree. Moderately agree. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm not very efficient myself. And so if someone's worse than me, <laughs> that's a low bar. Uh, right? I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm great or anything. <laughs> it's like, if you're worse than me, it's pretty <laughs> that's, bad. That's, that's rough. <laughs> Next one is you often end up doing things at the last possible moment. Strongly Strongly as discussed. Yeah. (laughs) And you have always been fascinated by the question of what if anything happens after death. We're going to stick on this question for a minute. Strongly agree. Yeah, you have. Now, Rich, (laughs) how about you go ahead and share with us what do you think happens after we die? I have no idea. That's ultimately the thing is it's a mixed bag of logically speaking i don't think there is an afterlife there hasn't been significant evidence presented to me that there is a god however caveat i do think there is something fundamentally wrong with the idea that morality is completely subjective and the because some things are right some things are wrong regardless of who says what but for there to be objective morality there needs to be a higher power it can't be us that's the nature of it so that would impl- that's a conflicting belief in my own heart and maybe part of it to reference earlier in the video when you were saying hey generally if you're more selfish and mm-hmm. you care about you and those closest to you if you believed in a god maybe you would have that more care toward other random people yeah possibly. maybe there would be more of a, and I'm treading lightly with not giving any of my thoughts because that's you know that's a different video. But you you would say your lack of belief in a god does that correlate with some things with your personality and how you act? It has to right? Hundred percent. What would you say the the primary thing it does affect? Because the you, number one was it true that you want to believe as well? Sorry for asking multiple questions. There, sure. But do you want to believe in God? I want to. I think my life okay. would be better if I did. And then how does it affect you that you currently don't? If you do not believe in whatever particular God, then you you every person has some type of higher power. And every person puts some something on a pedestal that is above them. There are hierarchies. Now, There's a, it's yeah. a hierarchy of values. Mm-hmm. And you either have God there, or you have something else, or at worst, you have yourself. And you are your own God. And that's probably the worst case scenarios, because there being nothing above you, and you have complete autonomy and freedom of yourself, it leads to ultimately very, very selfish decisions, and you often make very stupid decisions and you make them because you are not trustworthy. You're not trustworthy to pick the right decision, even if it's for your own life. Mm. It's kind of like the, uh, is consent 
uh, the only thing that matters in a decision. I personally don't believe so. Consent's necessary, but it's not. Would it's you say not also solely things like required. intent and the well-being of the person and expertise. Exactly. There's so several, there's several things. When you think of what's moral the, and what's not moral, right? if I am my own higher power, if I mm. worship myself, then the only thing required for me to do something or not do something is do I consent to for myself to do something. That's basically it. And basically, you do whatever you want, and that doesn't really take into account your own well-being. Mm. Not necessarily. So you build on top of this that I have acknowledged that I'm a dumb dumb mm-hmm. and that there have been much smarter people before me that have believed in God. And I start to think like, who cares what Richard thinks? Richard's an idiot. Why should I take Richard's opinion about God when people like Aristotle or Thomas Aquinas, Thomas Aquinas or name, <laughs> name a name a philosopher religious uh, religious figure Niche. Nietzsche. <laughs> no, <you can't. laughs> well, well, the, the reason I bring up Nietzsche as well is because your whole point of the hierarchy there. Nietzsche was saying God is dead, mm-hmm. and it's a bad thing. He's been misquoted of like, yeah, he's anti-religion. He he's like, actually, no. But no, I don't believe he did. He is atheist. He doesn't believe in God. But it was more of a warning that God is dead. What replaces God? Yeah, in no. Society. So the exact he, thing you're getting at mm-hmm. is, go ahead. Yeah. No, it was his point that. That's not necessarily a good thing. Mm-hmm. People have quoted Nietzsche's like God is dead, all that where with the quote trying to insinuate that God is not necessary or it's not good. like hey, God is dead. Like, yeah, not, it's a not a celebration. celebration. It, it is, was a statement of fact. It's a sad that, thing. That since society no longer is but is beholden to a religion or seems to be going in that direction. This is back in the eighteen hundreds mm-hmm. and compared to today, where it's uh, the direction as well. So it was a discussion of how, what do we replace that with? Hence, there's the Uber mention, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah. Interesting thoughts, Rich. And we've talked about religion and stuff a lot off the podcast, yeah. but we keep it book stuff. But just interesting to understand mm-hmm. your personality and me to just ask questions and not give anything. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next question is, you usually prefer to be around others rather than on your own. Moderately disagree. Yeah. Fair with your other the other questions have been revolving yeah. around that. This next one is you become bored or lose interest when the discussion gets highly theoretical. Strongly disagree. Strongly yeah, yeah, disagree. Yeah, we've discussed. That's where I like begin. Yeah. I'm curious to see what this is gonna say about you. I'm really curious about the love life. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> oh yeah, I really need that one answered. <laughs> the next one is you find it easy to empathize with a person whose experiences are very different from yours. Do you find it easy to empathize with someone whose experiences are different than yours? Moderately agree. I think I. the thing about arguing and talking with people, it's the best way to argue is to put yourself in their shoes and see Mm. what they think and why. Okay. I'll be honest. I've, I think I can empathize with people that believe really awful things and things I just don't agree with, but I, I try and understand where they're coming from. I mean, from an even, like, to go to the extreme example, when I was much younger, I was playing video games, and part of our online group, we came across a person that was basically a neo-Nazi, would even describe himself as a neo-Nazi. Don't agree with literally anything he said, but 
I did have a degree of sympathy for him of where he was coming from. Why did he, I asked him the question, like, why does he think the way he does? And trying to use the Socratic method to maybe figure out why and maybe change his mind. But in all honesty, I mean, I felt, I felt empathy for him on why he thinks the way and how that would affect his life going forward. It wouldn't be great. It's not like those, uh, those beliefs are going to make his life easy. So, I don't know. I think I can empathize pretty well. I think it's also true to just what we're doing here is if you watch media or read books a lot, Mm -hmm. it takes a certain level of you need to be able to empathize and get in a character's shoe constantly. So in real life, obviously, it affects you. But for you to cry during a book, for you to be affected by a character and care so much about fictional things, it's not real, Rich. Some some of them are. To be fair. (laughs) Yeah. With fiction stuff, yeah. when my life is much worse, fiction, be- I empathize with fiction far more. Okay. When my life is going well, it's harder for me to get sucked in and empathize with it. So when your and life's I, going well, it's harder? Yeah. Because I don't want to be in the fictional world. The escapism okay. is not, when your life mm. is not going well, you want to escape. And so you put yourself into that world at a far deeper level because that fictional world is better than your own reality. Gotcha. Versus your life's doing pretty good. You don't want to escape particularly. And so you don't go as deep into that story. Okay. And so maybe that, that is a... It's a factor. It's a factor. I think it's something when people say like they were deeply emotional over a book and you're trying to understand why. Why? Like I didn't feel the same way possible that their life is in such in such a position that that book touched something deeper than their own personal life right yeah it could be an awful movie that's objectively like really yeah Uh, we've had the discussion of shrek 4 being your favorite movie ever (laughs) yeah how could how could you how how could you think that but then well it was the it was the movie that my dad the last movie my dad watched with me it's like Okay. okay, yeah, it's your of favorite course. movie. It's why, it's why art and all this is so subjective mm-hmm. and why, you know, we try to talk out our thoughts of like, it, there, there's some standards of well-written stuff and not, but at, at the end of it, like... It is ultimately it, subjective. What, I think what we're all trying to do is trying to rationalize our own thoughts in our head. Yeah. The, num- the numbers that I'm trying to give a book or a movie is in comparison with everything else in my head. Mm-hmm. And it better rationalizes my opinion rather than trying to use that in comparison to someone else because it just a simple factor of prose and dialogue, depending on what you have read and the amount of books you have read, your score will be very different because it's a different sample size. So the sample size of your experiences changes the outcome. You and I have read different things Mm -hmm. and therefore we're going to have different opinions on stuff. And so the only way for us to have close to identical opinions is one, we've read exclusively only the same books. So we've only, we only read the, the identical books and also our life is almost identical where our worldviews are the exact same. That's the only way that we would truly have think about identical it. And, opinions. And we didn't have a bad day that morning. Yeah. And, uh, if the weather is off, you could like a book less or a movie less. I was I was reading uh, Two Green Angel Tower while hiking up a mountain on Mauna Loa. Okay. 
one of the most difficult things I've ever done in my life and very concerned for my own well-being. Hike was brutal. Yeah, it was over 12 hours yep. of hiking mm -hmm. up a straight mountain. And I, I was quite literally like one foot in front of the other. I don't know if I'm going to make it to the top and cabin mm -hmm. by the time the sun goes down. So I'm concerned because I don't, there's no cell phone. That, I, I was concerned. Yeah. And during this time, I am listening to Two Green Angel Tower. Guess what? I didn't particularly like that book. Not a fan. Maybe not it had a fan to do of that with book. your mood. It could be. It's yeah. a strong possibility that the reason I don't like that book is when I was reading it. That's fair. And you just were not in it. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> yeah, because if you read a book, like you said, you have to have identical lives, read it at a certain time. You can still look at a story and appreciate, okay, the prose is written better here, and what is better? It's describing as well, like, what's the better craft of writing? And you can look at, I guess, objective standards there. And, but, but those the, objective standards is comparison to what else you've exactly. read. It's still in comparison. So, yeah. yeah. This next question, we'll go through a couple of these a little quicker so we can get to your results. But if there's something, mm -hmm. some of these are repeats, okay. and some of these are new. So we'll let's, see, let's see what we got here, okay? Because this one, for example, I think we can easily answer. You can easily answer. It's you usually postpone finalizing decisions for as long as possible. Moderately agree. As discussed with your whole planning. I procrastinate, and how you, yeah. but... Um, oh, okay. We've kind of talked about this, but you rarely second-guess the choices that you have made. Moderately agree. So you're pretty confident when you make a decision that you're not going to worry about it. Yeah. In general, I... Right or wrong, I made a decision. I'm going to stick with it, and I'm going to mm -hmm. make it good. I'm going to make it the best I can. Okay. There's no point in thinking about the what-ifs, really. It can be funny, but no reason to put an emotional weight on a what-if. You've made a decision. What's the next best step? Hmm. Okay. Next question is, after a long and exhausting week, a lively social event is just what you need. Strongly disagree. We, as explained, yes. No. <laughs> now, if you're still listening to this pod episode, why? Because we told you to leave way earlier, but we're 60% through the test. So See, at this point, gonna... I'm more antagonistic against them because they, yeah. they're wasting their time. They, they, they're listening to us because they value what we have to say. And then we told them to stop watching us. And then they continued watching. The nerve. So, the nerve. The absolute nerve. The nerve. <laughs> Although there were a couple interesting things that happened since we told them to leave. Yeah. And hopefully another interesting Good. thing. So, I'm going to go a little quicker with the responses so we can analyze okay. your, what, see what the results are. But, hey, do you enjoy going to art museums? That's the next question for you. Strongly agree. Strongly? As long as it's not a modern art museum. So, maybe moderately. To be fair, every art museum I go to, it's not an art a modern art museum. Okay, so strongly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, be, uh, to go along with you enjoy books, you enjoy interpreting things, analyzing things, that's yeah. part of it. Yeah. This next one is you often have a hard time understanding other people's feelings. Moderately disagree? Yeah, moderately disagree. It's similar to that other question of um, being able to empathize yeah. with other people. There's, there's a difference between understanding and agreeing with someone. Right. Okay. Now, you like to have a to-do list for each day. This went along with the scheduling. I don't like to, but when I actually do have to get something done, I do have to do it. And then it's... So slightly agree? Slightly agree. You like to have it. When I need it, I have it. Okay. 
when Fair stuff enough. actually needs to get done right on the whiteboard and get to work. We'll get through this one quick because the next question after this, mm. I want to hear you explain this to uh, publicly. Okay. <laughs> okay. Great. This one is you rarely feel insecure. Oh, uh, oh, this one stumped you more than I thought. Oh, I don't know. Like I always think of insecurity as more of a negative connotation of you think less of yourself than what you deserve. Like self doubt. Yeah. But it's, it's more of the negative connotation rather what if you accurately assess yourself of like you know what you're good at you know what you're bad and what your deficiency are mm. is that particularly like i get what you mean so if you properly know i'm not good at this but it's accurate yeah i don't know that's not like oh self doubt i i don't think i'm particularly overly harsh with myself i think i'm fairly accurate with my level of self-appreciation i guess maybe rephrase the question what's the question you rarely feel insecure would you say neutral is this your first neutral because you're struggling a lot between the both of these let's put slightly disagree okay fair enough because in the way it's phrased sure yeah all right this is the one okay i want to hear so you avoid making phone calls Oh, strongly disagree. I hate text messaging. It's the worst. What? Now, yeah, explain this. I, I don't I don't like text conversations. They're too slow. Texting is only for setting up when you're going to meet with someone or you have a very quick message of, oh, here's this, here's the location, here's when we're meeting, or hey, can you send this thing for me? Okay, sure. Thanks. Texting is not for conversations. It's not what it's for. It's not the purpose. It's never been the original purpose of it. It is a way worse form of conversation. Mm-hmm. Never have a conversation over text. It's stupid. Call. That Talk with a regular person. It's amazing how talking to another person is both faster, get your point across better, and ultimately is less of a social deviance. Like, it's just wrong to do so. I hate it. I hate it when someone tries to text me in it. Include me in a text conversation. I'm sorry. Hate it. Okay. Just call. I, I did know this was your opinion. And out of, uh, you, you, if you just looked at you and I's text conversations, like yeah. you pulled up, like we both died. They're like looking through the evidence. Yeah. And you just pulled up Rich and Austin's text conversations. You're like, man, these guys were strangers. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you understand like m- my own mother, my mother, like yeah. our text conversations is all hers. It's just her side. I never respond to my mother in text. You call. Her. I'll I'll do like he, like I'll do agreement like quick things. But if she texts me some stuff like a big old wall of text, I'll call her and then I'll talk about it, and then it's fine. I talk to my mother, but I'm not texting my mother. Now your mother watches these episodes. She does. R- She's very supportive. Richard's mother. Um, you should text him right after this and no. be like, I can't believe what you said on the pod. It's a storage of things to talk. Like it's it's there as notes to what to talk about in our next call conversation. That's what it's there for. You have it figured out. You, you know what I you like. It. You know I what you got like. It you figured you out. Like. Everyone else has it figured out wrong. <laughs> I needed to hear you explain. We've never talked about that on the pod, but that is your thoughts uh-huh. of texting and calling. <laughs> uh, this next one is you often spend a lot of time trying to understand views that are very different from your own. Strongly agree. As yeah, you love doing that. Yeah, 
Next one is in your social circle, you are often the one who contacts your friends and initiates activities. Do you do that? I've, it's ebbed and flowed. In it high depends, school, right? in high school, I was the only one. Well, like, that, I was. This, this is, is me and another person. This is current you. Current me? Yeah. You are often the one who contacts your friends and initiates activities. Slightly disagree, I guess. That's fair. Because you will you'll initiate activities with people around because we live with roommates and so forth sometimes. But, you know, contact people away. Not as yeah. much, you know? So, yeah, slightly disagree. If your plans are interrupted, your top priority is to get back on track as soon as possible. Strongly disagree. As discussed. Yes. Next one is you are still bothered by mistakes that you made a long time ago. Similar slightly to agree, maybe? Or slightly, slightly agree, maybe? No, slightly disagree. Slightly, okay. I'm trying to think uh, which direction of it. But. Yeah, you're still bothered by mistakes. It's slightly disagree. I think before you had it more moderately with a question like this. But maybe slightly the way it's bothered by mistakes. That uh, you made a long time ago. Like, do you often think about and have regrets of the past? It's a question about regret. Do you regret things? And does it bother you? Do you let that take up your mental space? I don't think I put a lot of weight into it. I think about it. And it's more knowledgeable it, of what I'm going to do in the future. It's worded, not really... Yeah. It's worded, are you still bothered by them? Then no. So more moderately or strongly? Would you, moderately? Moderate. Okay. Because we do this very accurate. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm trying my best here. Okay. This next one is, you rarely contemplate the reason for human existence or the meaning of life. Strong strongly disagree. disagree. Yeah. And it goes back to that, with that God talk we just mm-hmm. had, right? Your emotions control you more than you control them, Mr. Stoic. It's tough because you know what you want, but what do you actually do? Is this a difference between reality? Say the question again. I'm trying to... Your emotions control you more than you control them. I guess, honestly, strongly disagree. Yeah. If you're averaging the general populace, you're definitely more on the in control. Of what, and as we discussed about you laughing, you can control that at times. You can yeah, control it, yourself. It's not like it's a. Sw- it's not like it's always on, but like if yeah. something happens, I'm. I think I'm normally the last person to freak out in a situation. Mm. Is there I a time? Can you think of a time you did panic and did freak out? I think that answers our question. Maybe you have to think about it later. I mean, okay. Oh, <laughs> story on just story time. <laughs> I'm ready. When I, I was on uh, going on a tour group thing mm-hmm. through our school and went to Santorini. And part of a tour group is they say, hey, you got three hours. Explore. Be back at this bus stop in three hours or we leave without you and the ship goes without you and oh. you're stuck here. Oh. We're not checking. Like, <laughs> we're not calling you. Nothing. Mm-hmm. So, OK. I go off, and everyone else doing another thing. I was like, I just kind of want to explore. And I'm going through, and there's too many weddings going on. Like, for some reason, okay, I don't know if it's a thing, but a lot of Asian Asian people were getting married in Santorini. Like six I, years ago. Yeah, I think it's just a thing, but whatever. They were, take, they were hogging up the streets. They're... <laughs> I I mean that not disrespectfully. I mean, quite literally, I couldn't walk past because there were at least like eight weddings going on with people taking photos. Like 
eight separate weddings taking photos on the same stupid street. It was hogging up the street. I couldn't get through. Okay. And so I started taking side paths, going around. And this is without, like, I don't have my phone. I have, like, a flip phone. I don't have a smartphone or data or anything like that. And, and I get sufficiently. Oh, it was end of high school type of thing. Okay. Got it. Like, okay. Wow. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I get to, like, I'm just thoroughly lost. I'm, I'm like, oh, I have no idea where I am. And I have no idea how to get back. Well, darn. And so I, I look at a sign and it says raspberry cheesecake and an arrow pointed one direction. I'm like, that yeah, might as well. <laughs> so I start following these signs to raspberry cheesecake. Okay. And I get there and we're overlooking the, like the center, the, the whole water. It's this cliffside restaurant. Beautiful. Hotel. Sure. Beautiful. Yeah. Gorgeous. Wonderful time. Mm-hmm. I'm eating cheesecake. It was good cheesecake. Good. And I look across at another table and I see a guy in a, with a fanny pack and I'm looking at them. I don't know them. Like they're not from our group, but I'm looking at them and they're clearly tourists and they get up to leave. And I'm just thinking to myself, they look like typical tourists. They probably have a map they, and they look like they're going somewhere with purpose. I bet they're going to the same place where my bus is. And so I throw down money and I get up and I follow them at a respectable, significant distance that they, you know, I'm not being weird. I hope. <laughs> and I they follow still them. think about you to this day. Like, man, that guy. <laughs> and I follow them and they go all the way back to the main street where the main area had to meet. And I yeah. get there with about eight ish minutes to spare. Yeah. And I get back and, oh, where they were going to leave in about eight minutes. <laughs> I get on the bus and I go home. It's like. Wait. I didn't panic. Wait, so this is a story of... <laughs> I was waiting for the panic moment. There was no panic moment. That's the thing. Why panic? There's no purpose to panicking. I just remember the setup to the question. was like, can you remember the last time you really did freak out and you just went on a monologue about, no. No. <laughs> no. I, that was a great twist. That was yeah. a great twist ending. I like, it was, was great. That, that is my favorite type of vacation. Yeah. Things are apparently going wrong and going off the pan, plan. But then you find cheesecake and everything works out in the end. Mm. That's the best type of vacation. I don't want you to make fun of Red Rising plots anymore because that is the plot <laughs> of Red Rising. Okay? You stop it now. <laughs> this next one is you take great care not to make people look bad even when it's completely their fault. Slightly agree, I guess. Slightly. If it matters, I try. I don't want to. If it's with your friends, like you're ribbing them, sure. But mm. like that's only for a close. Like you make fun of your friends and you make your friends look bad to their face and with your other close friends. But if your friend is with their significant other or they're with in public, you don't particularly make fun of them in a harmful way. <laughs> okay. That it's like a there's different humor. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yep. Like you make fun you try and make your friends look good in front of strangers and other people. That's fair. That's a fair answer. Okay. Now we are at the tells end here. By oh, tells end, go. I mean we've got about twenty seven more no. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we're, we're close, okay? You ready? Okay. Your personal work style is closer to spontaneous bursts of energy rather than strongly agree. 
Fuck it. <laughs> just fuck it. All right, that, next that's one. completely true. <laughs> then, yeah, but you know where it was going. Rather than organized, consistent efforts, you are a spontaneous machine where it's just, I'm picking this Tuesday. There goes that Tuesday. It's not, I'm picking this Tuesday. It's, I'm you picking today. It. It's yes. never future day. Oh, yeah. I just mean like you wake up on a Tuesday. Yeah. And it happens. Okay, this next one's when someone thinks highly of you, you wonder how long it will take for them to feel disappointed in you. Oh. <laughs> oh. Moderately that, agree. That just, some, <laughs> that just hit some deep-rooted trauma. I just saw you live three lifetimes in the matter of one look. That, moderately agree. You sure it's not strongly? <laughs> I get. Yeah. No, it's, it's moderate. It's moderate. <laughs> you got to keep some something for yourself yeah. there. So, do you want to expand that for a second? No, okay. is, that, is that normal? <laughs> is that not normal to think about? I'm just waiting for them to be disappointed. Holy crap! Okay, next one's you would love a job that requires you to work alone most of the time. <clears throat> I think I know where you're going with this one moderately disagree exactly exactly I don't, that i don't work well if i'm by myself i need yeah. other people around yeah and it's good to keep me on track you're not an isolationist no i don't this whole thing's <laughs> not to make you look like i hate people no, no. yeah some settings yes some, some settings no yeah most settings no but still <laughs> <laughs> you believe that pondering abstract philosophical questions is a waste of time absolutely strongly disagree disagree, yep, disagree. Ah, what uh Moderately, because there are some stupid Sli- ones. No, no, no. Slightly agree. What change is, is that? No, it's a waste of time. It's purposeless. Like ultimately, actions matter. Thinking about abstract things is ultimately a waste of time and pointless. And it is better to actually act upon your beliefs and create change. So I am actively wasting time. Yes. I like it. I like wasting time some, you know. So it's a waste of time to you, but don't you have to ponder those philosophical questions to know how you think? Or would you say for you, since you're at a point where you think you know how, you're pretty well-rounded in that? I think most people overthink things. Got it. So this is more overthinking questions, how you're taking it. Yeah, and Hmm. just the philosophy in and of itself is fun, but ultimately actions matter far more. Slightly agree that okay. Next one is you feel more drawn to places with busy, bustling atmospheres than quiet, intimate places. Strongly disagree. <laughs> I hate cities. Okay, cities suck. I, so no. let's see the list of things Richie I, hates are. <laughs> uh, let, let's go through this. It's cities, yeah. modern art, and Asian weddings. <laughs> no, I don't hate Asian weddings. There were just <laughs> too many of them on a very small street. <laughs> I was just making you look bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was looking for a reaction. Yeah. <laughs> that was selfish. Yeah. Okay. Next one's you know at first glance how someone is feeling. At first glance, how someone is feeling. Moderately disagree. Okay. I don't uh, know. I don't think I'm particularly great at picking up those cues without talking to someone. How am I feeling? I mean, you're always depressed, so I'm going with that one. That's just but that's a numbers game. He got it again. <laughs> Gets that's, it every time. That's not me picking up on social cues. If that's I just common be- sense. If I'd be a betting boy. <laughs> um, back to like thinking of the poker odds. 55, 65% yeah. odds. Just dep- is, it, is the moon out? <laughs> yeah, the odds be in my favor. <laughs> I have good news, everybody. Yeah. We'll get six more. 
Oh, geez. And then we're going to see the results of Richard, okay? Isn't it, isn't it wonderful how much of an editing job we're making you do? I thought this was a simple video idea. <laughs> I'm like, shit, this is you a should have You should have learned by now. If there's anything that I'm actually really, really good at, it's talking. I can talk someone's ear off. That's good for content. Yep. Not good for editing. Nope. <laughs> you often feel overwhelmed. Do you often feel overwhelmed? Slightly agree. Uh, I guess. You'd like not to, but there, there's a lot going on. Yeah. A lot going on, but also, yeah. Okay. The overwhelming feeling gets in the way of me actually doing the stuff I need to do. Yeah. And you think sometimes you'll have these time slots of free time where you'll have one hour of free time and go like, ah, that thing will take five hours. So I should just use the free time to do nothing. Nothing. Yeah. So that, that overwhelmed feeling causes you to not do the large project. And snowballs. Yep. <laughs> Causing more overwhelming feelings. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to stick with slightly or... Moderately. Okay, we're going to go moderately. Five more questions. You complete things methodically without skipping over any steps. Uh, methodically without skipping over any steps. Methodically. Strongly disagree. IKEA instructions are for the weak. But you still do it methodically. No. You don't like put one thing after the other? I put multiple things together. All right, strongly. strongly disagree. <laughs> Guess I haven't seen you build many IKEA things. <laughs> Next is you are very intrigued by things labeled as controversial. So strongly, strongly agree. agree. Yeah, come on. Next one, you would pass along a good opportunity if you thought someone else needed it more. I guess a lot of that depends. It right? does. A lot of it depends. Depends on where I'm at currently. Who's the person? Yeah. It is does that Yeah, who's the person? Where am I personally at? Yeah. Ultimately, you do need to take care of yourself before others. So if I'm like starving, you know, like I I need a job. I've been unemployed for 6 months and a job offer comes up and it's me or my friend. I'm taking it. I'm taking that job because <laughs> You know, Richard need to eat. <laughs> I'll share money with my friend. Like I'll help him out. I'll help him eat. But so I'll take I'll take the job and I'll I'll help you out. I guess. Like, but hey, like, you're unemployed. It's my fault. But here you go. Yeah. So slightly no. agree. Or yeah. Moderately. Let's, moderately. Moderately. Okay. Last two here. Mm -hmm. You struggle with deadlines. Moderately agree. Okay. I I don't know. For the most part, if a deadline is set, I think I'm normally pretty good about it. Okay. But, yeah. Wait, you're saying, you're go it's saying you struggle with deadlines, so wouldn't it be moderately oh. disagree? Because you I'll go you, you don't. slightly disagree. Slightly disagree, okay. And the last question, and this is a good question to leave it off on mm. before getting into your personality, what it says. You feel confident that things will work out for you and the channel. Oh, well, here, okay. It's not a whoa. I'm between moderately and strongly agree. Okay. How confident am I? What brings you away from strongly? Hey, if there's doubt, it's moderate. Because you're, you, you didn't just say strongly like that. So it's got to be moderately agree. I guess so. Moderately agree. You're still very confident. Yeah. All right. See results. It logged us out. No. <laughs> you are Richard. Drumroll. 
All right, stop that. It is the logician, which the. I don't know. Okay. You are an INTP. We're about to break that down for you. Are you just fascinated with what you are? No. Okay. The first one. I am not very interesting. <laughs> the first tests. Here's the four letters. The very first thing tests whether you are more extroverted or introverted. You are 53% more introverted. You're not as introverted as I thought you would be. You're, you lean introverted, but... There's still large extroversion there. So it says introverts and individuals tend to prefer fewer yet deep and meaningful social interactions, which is very true, but you don't just completely block people off. Yeah. There you go. This next one's way stronger. This is this tests your mind and how you think it's a test between, are you more intuitive or are you more observant? What do you think you are? Because I think you forgot the four letters I said already. Somebody, I did. So <laughs> I did. I did forget the four letters. <laughs> it's all hogwash. <laughs> I don't know, intuitive, I guess. You are, yeah. You're 76% more intuitive, which means you're more imaginative, open-minded, and curious. And you value originality and focus on hidden meanings and distant possibilities. I don't know why I feel an aversion to that being described on me, I, but I feel it. But it's very accurate. I, I don't like it. <laughs> it knows you now. It knows all of you. I, for some reason, I want to disagree with that. <laughs> it's, I want to disagree with myself. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it calling me open-minded. <laughs> I don't like that. Let me prove it wrong by being close-minded about it. Uh, this next is nature, and this tests whether you are more thinking or feeling. What do you think you are? More thinking or feeling? I guess more thinking. Yes, 58% more thinking, where thinking individuals focus on objectivity and rationality, often dismissing emotions in favor of logic, which is pretty true with how you've answered. Mm. And lastly, are you more, wow, this one you're 85%, this is huge. Are you more judging or prospecting? Judging? Prospecting. Oh. 85% more, meaning you are very good at improvising and adapting to opportunities and tend to be more flexible rather than specifically planning stuff oh, out. Oh, that's what it means. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, here's a couple things about the logician, about Richard, you yourself. What are you most, you want to hear your strengths and weaknesses? You want to jump there? Do you want to jump to romantic, your friendships? I think we should go over friendships and strengths and weaknesses for sure. And the rest, we could just kind of go, eh, everybody, you can go into the rest yeah. of your day. Which Strengths, and, weakness, strengths and weaknesses? Sure. Oh, I can't wait to hear your weakness. I'm going to... I'm going to exploit that one? Oh, I'm going to exploit that. <laughs> but your strengths, Rich, and let's mm. see if you think this is true. It says you are more analytical. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> The build up to find out what rich personality is. Okay, like, eh, sure. I'm just saying, like, you're right. You're right. Analytical compared to what? Yeah. Compared to other people? I don't particularly know. Sure, I'm more analytical than a hysterical no, no. screaming child. To yourself. To myself. Yes. Sure. I guess so. Next, what it says, you're more original. No, <laughs> definitely not. It says, you. Uh, thanks to their unrelenting imagination, logicians can come up with creative, counterintuitive ideas that wouldn't occur to most people. Yeah, I know. You can. I think you do. When it comes to fixing things, when it comes to solving a problem, moving the mm. studio around, being like, that's how we can improve that. Let me move this, build this. I, I don't know how. 
like innovative uses of duct tape in plumbing are particularly creative or original. Screw this. You're on this you're open-minded, curious, and objective. Let's go to the weaknesses, okay? <laughs> okay. Here's your weaknesses. Number one, disconnected. <laughs> you're <Maybe>. disconnected, Richard. <laughs> well, how do you feel about that? Maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it says you can get lost in your own train of thought, even when they're with people. That's very true. <laughs> you do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. I actually have had a problem of... Like in a con- mid conversation with someone at a restaurant, and the song is playing, and I go like, "I know that song," and like I just completely derail, and my brain starts going, "Which artist is that?" I know I played that song in middle school. Oh I played goodness. that in jazz band. All right. What is the name of that song? And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, no, it's it's distracting to other people. Next, it's very is, rude, but it's a bit disconnected at times. Maybe. <laughs> It also says your weakness is you are insensitive. Yeah, it's probably true. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> as you see rationality as the key to a better, happier world, so sometimes you can be a little bit less empathetic at times. And sometimes yeah. on the pod, you know, I've noticed you could sometimes say a little... Am I, am I a little uh, judgmental? Just a couple hurtful <laughs> things every now and then that I just thought about two, at 2 a.m. waking up going, I can't believe he, he was right about that. <laughs> like, I am that way. It's so, And then you are also... Oh, this is true. Hmm. Dissatisfied. <laughs> if fears, I know we answered a, he answered a bunch of questions about his personality. If you only knew how in life how dissatisfied. <laughs> It's a bit of a, a, like, you know what you're thinking, right? Yeah, I'm all, yeah. That made me laugh, cry just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, I'm ultimately dissatisfied. How many conversations have we had? Yeah, it's all centers around that, yeah, mostly. (laughs) Okay. That was funny. (laughs) That is funny, okay. And two more, you have, you are impatient. Yeah. Self-explanatory. And lastly, this is the one that might not ring as true. It says you're a perfectionist. I don't... I'm far from it. Yeah. I don't know if you're a perfectionist at all. No. At all. The rest of these are pretty accurate, though, for weaknesses. Yeah. That was a good general thing. Now, I'm going to get to the second most interesting thing. If you're not skilled enough at something, it's impossible to be a perfectionist. Like, you can only be a perfectionist if you have a degree of proficiency. In the craft, right? Yeah. Yeah. If I would, if I had a certain degree of proficiency in anything in particular, maybe I would be a perfectionist. Like, most of your answers were how you were getting through by the whims of your seat. Like, yeah. how was that perfectionist? Oh, no. It, I am gen... Like, I remember in school, I'm... I know I was generally intelligent enough to, like, do fine. Like, I didn't yeah. have to try too hard to pass. But I never excelled. That's the difference. I, I wasted like, it's one of those things of like, I know I'm not a dummy dummy in school, mm. but I definitely could have done a lot better because I skated by. But you were competent. Yeah, I could pass. <laughs> pass. Like if you were to rambler score yourself in school. Like a 6.5 out of 10. That's generous. Not <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, in there. Yeah. All right. So you're a 6.5 <laughs> maybe on a good day. Yeah. Now, do you want to go over friendships or romantic relationships next? I'll let you decide. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Cut, to black. Cut to black. Let's do friendships real quick. Okay. Okay. Just because it's relevant. Uh-huh. It's relevant. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it says for friendships. 
like anyone, logicians look to their friends for companionship and support, but people with this personality type want something else. Intellectual depth. I don't know why you're here for that. But actually, I mean, jo- joking aside. No, the depth. Depth only matters by degrees. If you're two points. Mm. Ha- so the points have to be different for there to be depth. You know, a point on the same level. That's not deep. But one point up here and another point down here, that's depth. And so I am looking for depth, but I'm looking for more in comparison. You're right. We should have stopped the video. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so in comparison, you're sure. I'm I'm maybe a little shallow little pool. Yeah, you're a big uh, red rising nerd. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you more choosy or selective with your friends? Let's see what they, let's see what this thinks, okay? I think you're more selective. That's that's my opinion. But it says perhaps they don't mind the company of their uh, they don't mind the company of their own thoughts. Logician because they don't mind the company of their own thoughts, logicians don't surround themselves with people just for the sake of it. That's very true. You are way more selective with your friends, it says. And it says when logicians do open up, they can be lively, imaginative friends who always have something interesting or unexpected to say. Um, now, Probably logicians, true. Yeah, logicians' best friends tend to share their passion for new ideas, riddles, and solutions. That doesn't mean that they seek people who only agree with them. They don't mind having their ideas challenged. In fact, they have a great deal of respect for people who make them rethink their assumptions and keep them on their toes. Tell me this test is wrong. <laughs> Tell me with a straight face this is wrong. Yeah. That is you in a nutshell. True. I, I, do, I do respect <laughs> someone who could, will actually have... A spine and disagree with me right so much more fun and I, the, oh god nothing worse than a spineless friend who just agrees with you okay i'm glad we've disagreed sometimes <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna keep that in mind to not agree with you ever again you understand that i respect you the most when you disagree with me so are wheel of time episodes yeah well, you stick behind it. You're not just like weakly moving over of like, oh, I guess, I, I guess I'll go with what you said and like you change your opinion just because I say a few things. No, I have to work for you to change your mind. And it's more and satisfactory. Respect- exactly. That way. Okay, I'll make you work for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> your logician friendships are knowledge-based, buoyed on exchange of ideas, theories, concepts, yada, yada, yada. And now the meaning of friendship to mm-hmm. logicians like you are when friends come to them with problems and dilemmas logicians are generally excited to help they can be counted on to offer logical advice and rational solutions but when it comes to emotional support and matters of the heart people like you are a bit out of their depth yeah for the most part for the yeah. most part yeah hey th- this is that's pretty accurate on friendship i think that got you down to a t on several things Probably. And now we're just going to, you know, there's things like parenthood we can look at, career paths. I got good parents. Let's, yeah. Oh, no, it's saying you as a parent. Oh, like, how okay. Would you, are you interested in that? No. Okay. We're I, gonna, I am, but not. I'm not interested in sharing that with the rest of the world. I've shared enough. So let's share, lastly, romantic relationships. Bye, everyone. All right. <laughs> see you next episode. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards.
cards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.